Welcome back to CrimeFiction.fm, where we bring the authors of today's best crime novels directly to you. I'm your host, Stephen Campbell, and I'm here with Bill Craig, the author of, among other things, the 10th in the Decker P.I. series. His latest, Arizona Deadline, was released last month. Bill, welcome. Good morning, Stephen. How are you today? I am terrific. And uh, before we get started, I want to give listeners a little backstory on how we met. You and I met at a conference, uh, a Mystery Writers Conference in Key West last year. And uh, you you actually, you write a series. We'll get into this later, but you write a series that takes place in Key West. So we met and did a little tourist stuff and, and became friendly. And, and I began reading your books. And here we are a year later. And you actually made a guest appearance in one of the books, too. I did, and I, I wanted to bring that up, that my all-time favorite book of yours is <laughs> Something Wicked, and the reason it's my all-time favorite is because my wife and I are both in it. I am an intrepid, I guess, a fishing captain or charter boat captain, I guess you would call me in that, and I am as far from a charter boat captain as a person could humanly be, but it was exciting to envision myself in that role. <laughs> well, good. I, I always enjoy putting people I know into the books. Well, that was that was a thrill for me. So let's first get into, this is the Decker series. It's a PI series, Sam Decker. This is the 10th in the series. Give us a little background on Sam Decker, who he is, and sort of a flavor for the stories in general. Okay, Decker is, he's a former DEA agent who got fed up with it and walked away with, from it all. But in order to make a living, he became... He retired to a small island in the Keys called Scorpion K and became a private investigator. And he is kind of a cross between Magnum and Jimmy Buffett. Because <laughs> he likes to, he loves to sing karaoke. He was raised by a country music legend after his father was killed in the line of duty. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Wally Norwood is a thinly disguised Willie Nelson. So, you know, there's that strong cross current between Florida and Nashville there. Mm -hmm. And Decker, he's acquired a partner, uh, Rafael Cortez, who was an adversary when he was working with the DEA. He was, Rafael was a former uh, Cuban hitman and enforcer. While adversaries, they built up a mutual respect. And once Decker went private, Rafael has become kind of his right arm and backup because the mutual respect is kind of like that Hawk Spencer mm -hmm. dynamic. Now, Scorpion K, I, I'm assuming since I've been through the keys multiple times and I've never seen a sign for Scorpion K, I'm assuming that's uh, a creation of yours. Yes, it's, it's an imaginary island in the keys. Where is it? If I'm making the drive down, where is it? it? It's the first island north of Duck Key, but it is not connected to the highway, and the only way to reach it is by boat. I'm fuzzy on Duck Key. How far is that from Key West? Uh, it is several miles north. Uh, Duck Key is above Big Coppet. Okay. All right. So it's south of Marathon. It's south of the big cities along that strip of A1A, um, and, and not that far from Key West then. Right. Okay. All right, got it. Uh, so tell us a, a little bit about Arizona Deadline. Uh, that's the 10th. And, you know, for this particular book, I, I was surprised to even see the word Arizona in the title. Not, you know, from not reading it, because I know so many of your books take place in Florida. So give us, give us the story behind Arizona Deadline, if you would. 
Well, I was actually, uh, it was funny because I was on Facebook one day and got a message from a Scott Decker who is a private investigator in Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> you know, I wondered about that when I saw another Decker in the book. I thought, is that going to be, well, I'm not going to say anything, but is it, you know, what's it, what's this going to be? And uh, it, it's interesting that it, it's it's another friend of yours that made it into the book. Yeah, and he is an actual working private eye. And he had he had Googled Decker PI just and my books came up. So he contacted me on Facebook. We chatted, became friends, and you know, he said, Well, if you ever have him come to Arizona. And I percolated for a couple of years and uh I had thought, well, let's shake things up a bit and take Decker out of his element, which is the keys. Mm-hmm. And then a backstory started to develop in my mind where uh, one of the characters, Frank Del Vecchio, was Decker's first partner and kind of mentored him when he entered the DEA. And as a result, in this book, his former mentor is now working in the private sector for a big pharmaceutical company. And while doing an inventory, notices that there's a few kilograms of pharmaceutical-grade heroin missing. He starts tracking it and finds a connection between the company and a street gang uh, known as Los Gatos or the Cats mm-hmm. that work for the Sonola cartel. Once he discovers this connection and they figure out he's found out because the ties go way up into this into the top tiers, the stratosphere of the company, if you will, and Del Vecchio is kidnapped. Well, he, he, had, he was worried as through the, what he had found, so he has his wife, told his wife, if anything happens to me, get a hold of Sam Decker. And she does, so he immediately drops everything, flies to Arizona, and proceeds to try to locate and recover his friend. And it sounds like that's the kind of guy Sam is. He is uh, very loyal to his friends, and when you say drops everything, Sam was... I won't say he was in the middle of a romantic rendezvous, but uh, there was a woman involved uh, when yes. when he uh, got the phone call and made the decision to go. And she completely understood because that's the kind of guy he is. Right. That was his, that would have been his fiance, Lacey Ryan. And he left her in charge of his orange tabby, Elvis, who was <laughs> trained by Kelso's Killer Cats in Colorado <laughs> to be a watch cat. Uh-huh. And attack cat, which he proved his value at that in the previous book, uh, Pieces of Eight. Unfortunately, at the end of this book, he's sucked straight into another case that is going to take him into, while he's back in the Keys, it'll take him into uncharted territory for him. And it, the setup is such that we can't wait to read that next book. So I, and I like the way you do that. I like the way you refer back to other books in the series uh, to make it easy for readers to understand where uh, a given thing came from. And I, I, I love the way that it ended. The book ended, the story ended, but we were obviously being propelled into the next story as well, which is kind of fun. It's a little bit like episodic television. And for someone who writes a lot of series and writes pretty prolifically the way you do. I, I think I saw that you have over 50 books. Is that true? Uh, Arizona Deadline was my 57th. Okay. And 
these are the series that I can easily find. There's the Decker series. There's the Key West Mystery series. There's the Chandler series. There's the Hard Luck Hannigan series. Are there more? Yes. I also uh, write the Joe Collins mysteries through absolutely amazing ebooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I write the Jericho Walls Texas Ranger series, which are through my own company, Crossfire Press. I write the Free Trader Orion uh, books, which are space opera, again, through my own company. Uh, I wrote the Jack Riley Adventures, uh, which those have been out through about three different publishers. Mm -hmm. And Riley also continues to be, he's appeared in my Marlowe series, he's appeared in the Decker series, and he is one of the main characters in my new Karib Spy series. And the, the first of that series was the previous book to this Decker series. I think it came out in, like, right before summer? Yeah, it was uh, from Havana with Love. Yes. Okay. So, for listeners, Bill writes a lot of books. What is there a favorite, or is this like, you know, looking at your children and, and it's impossible to choose a favorite? For a lot of years, Hard Luck Hannigan was a favorite because I was working in a pulp style era and, you know, a big fan of Indiana Jones and Doc Savage and the shadow and all those guys really mysteries are what I like doing the best. Really. It's a toss up between Decker Chandler and Marlowe. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm also working on a new series. that's actually set in San Diego with a guy named Mitch Cooper, who's former Naval intelligence. So, have you ever set one of your series in some place that's really cold and awful? Because they're all, they all seem to be in nice places where it's sunny and warm. Well, the, the Jack Riley books were set in Chicago. Okay. Now, that's not awful in Chicago. It does get cold, but it's still Chicago. When you're in Chicago and the hawk is blowing, <laughs> it, its talons are ripping through your clothing like you're not wearing any, it's pretty horrible. And I, I find it interesting that you write books about Key West and about the Keys, and one of your publishers is located in Key West. And that's absolutely amazing ebooks that you mentioned earlier. Correct. Uh, actually, it was Mark Howell, who used to write for the Key West Citizen, that uh, introduced Cheryl and I. Mm-hmm. Though I met Cheryl when he was giving a talk at Ball State one time. But uh, Mark was an old friend, and he had, used, he had worked for Gold Eagle which was Harlequin's Men's Adventure imprint. He said, you really need to get show some of your stuff to my friend Cheryl. He's starting an, a new e-book company. So I, I put the first two Joe Collins books with Cheryl. And then when my dad went into the hospital about a year and a half ago, I sat down in a month and wrote the first Marlowe book, sent it to Cheryl. They published it. That it, was just a year it, and a half ago? Yeah. Holy cow. I'm working on my seventh Marlowe book right now. That's incredible. Plus these other things. Yeah, and Indigo Tide, which was the first of the Marlowe books, became an instant bestseller on Amazon. Mm-hmm. It, made, it was my first book to hit to break the top 100. It is, I mean, Key West Mysteries are sort of an interesting subgenre because it's, it's something, and that's the way that I first came across your name. I was searching for Key West Mysteries and, and up pop some of your books. And uh, so I don't know how many, I guess a lot of people must search on those because it's, they, they tend to do pretty well. 
yeah, and I've found some great books uh, through searching like that and some, picked up on some great series that I follow myself. Mm-hmm. Now, would you describe your style in general as a, a pulp style, like hard-boiled pulp-type writing? Oh, yes. Uh, very much with uh, kudos to Mickey Spillane and Robert Parker, who were a couple of my literary heroes in the genre. Mm-hmm. You write so many books. Can you just walk us through what the process is like for you? Are you writing one book while you're editing another and plotting a third, or do you just do one and finish it and then the next or something else? I've often said it helps to be ADHD when you're a writer. <laughs> and uh, with myself, that's very true because I will be working on one, and when I plot a book out, I work from a one, par- one to two paragraph plot. I get the idea, I write it down. When I, get to, when I can get to it, I'll start on that. If I write myself into a corner on one project, I jump to the next, work on it till I figure out what, where I needed to get pat around the block on the other one, and I go back and forth. And then when I get send one off to be edited, I continue to work. When I get that one back, I stop, take care of the editing, get it off to the publisher, back to work. It's nonstop. Do you ever get the worlds confused? Because there are some similarities. You've got one set in the keys in a fictional on a fictional key. You've got another set in Key West. Um, I, I could see how it would be easy to confuse locations and people and things like that. How do you keep it all straight? Well, that's what I have good beta readers for. <laughs> and, and I always, I always go back and re, reread the entire thing. Uh, so I, you know, and because there's times when I have caught myself putting the wrong character's name in. Usually, I catch it while I'm doing it. Then had beta readers call me on it a time or two. It's funny the way readers will remember that kind of thing. If you And I, I'm the same way. If I have read a series, I may have read the first book in the series nine years ago, but if you describe the color of the, ro- of the room incorrectly, for some reason or other, I will remember that. And I, there's, there's no way that an author could remember that. I try to keep everything. I like to keep it with the weapons, make sure they're consistent from book to book. Uh, Decker actually was trying out something new in Arizona Deadline because he was using a borrowed weapon that belonged to Frank Del Vecchio, which is his friend that he went to help. He was using a Beretta PX Storm 9mm, which is supposed to be a really good gun. I've had one. I fired it. I wasn't that impressed with it, but it looks cool. So, you know, it, it would make, to put it, the gun into the reader's mind and everything, you know, it, it gives them a reference because they see the name, they can go online, look it up. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what that looks like. That's kind of cool looking and go from there. All right. One last thing before we wrap up. I happen to know that in addition to writing all these books, and as listeners can tell, you you publish a lot of books. You're also a single dad. Yes, I, I am a very proud single dad of a 10-year-old son, and uh, they won their first football game Sunday night. Oh, that is awesome. So we're real excited about that. We have practice tonight. (laughs) Yeah, and that is such a busy time for a parent because you're constantly shuttling your child to all these different places. Obviously, at 10, he can't or shouldn't drive anyway. 
And uh, that's that's a lot of responsibility in addition to writing all of these books. I mean, we... I think we often think of the writer as sitting in a sitting in a dark room with the computer open and uh, maybe a glass of bourbon next to them, and just grinding out the work. and And when it's done, there is no there is nothing else. It's just go out to dinner and things like that. It's it's not like that at all for you. I don't know about the glass of bourbon that may be sitting there, but uh, you have a lot of other responsibilities. Yeah, well, I took care of my dad up until he passed away last year. So, which was right before the writers' conference at Key West. Mm-hmm. And I was doing that in addition to raising my son as a single parent because I have full custody of him. And I kind of take that job or that responsibility is my priority is getting him raised. The writing, that's what I do to keep a roof over our head. Well, Bill, where can people find Arizona Deadline? They can find it on Amazon.com, both as a Kindle release for $3.99 and as a print release at thirteen ninety five. Okay. Is your other work also available on Amazon? Is it all exclusive to Amazon, or is some of it uh, elsewhere? Uh, some of it is elsewhere on Barnes & Noble, uh, Smashwords, I, I, iBooks, mm-hmm. uh, Google, and Google Books. But the Decker books are all exclusive to Amazon at this time. Okay. And where can what's the best way for people to keep up with you and everything that you're doing? Uh, Facebook is where... I have an author's page on Facebook. I have a a page for the Marlowe Mysteries. I have a page for the Decker Mysteries. I have a page for the Chandler Mysteries, which is the Circle City Mysteries. And then there's even a page for Hard Luck Hannigan. And that one kind of catches all the extra stuff like the (laughs) science fiction and the pulp and the westerns. Okay, so I will link to all of that in the show notes, all of those different uh, Facebook pages. Bill, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. It's been a pleasure speaking with you, and I, I please post this link so I can share it with all my friends on Facebook. I will send it to you the minute it goes live. Thank you very much, Stephen. You have a great day. This is Stephen Campbell for CrimeFiction.fm. You can find us on iTunes and on the web at www.CrimeFiction.fm. If you do pop by the website, please sign up for the email list. I send out an email each Friday with a summary of the week's interviews. It's the best way to keep up with what we're doing and to be sure you don't miss out on great new books like Arizona Deadline from Bill Craig. Thanks for listening.